Welcome into another episode of PNCC Speak, the language of executives. Michael Calhoun filling in for Carol Daniel, along with Michael Scully, the mastermind behind PNCC Speak and the regional president of PNC. Michael's back together again, Michael. Oh, thank you. That's exactly right. I'm <laughs> thrilled to be here today with Dave. Thrilled to be here for PNCC Speak, which is proud to share the stories and the journey of executives in St. Louis to both inspire and inform you. And we hope that with every podcast, you're able to walk away with knowledge that will help your business grow. And today we're honored to welcome the very knowledgeable Dave Peacock, the former president of Anheuser-Busch, president of Schnook Markets, among many other roles in St. Louis, now the CEO of Advantage Solutions. Thanks for being here, Dave. Thank you for having me. So tell us, uh, first of all, introduce us to Advantage Solutions. What what does this company do? So we are the largest outsourced sales and marketing company in the country. So we'll do selling and marketing services for just about any consumer product goods company um, from Pepsi to Unilever to Smucker, you name it, Um, 4,000 different clients. And we work with retailers that have over 120,000 outlets. So you think of a retailer, we are probably doing some work with them as well. So what would it look like? So if I'm a shopper at uh, Sam's or Best Buy, how would I come in to know your company? So you just named two that we don't work with. Okay. (laughs) Sam's we do a little (laughs) bit. Um, We do a lot with Walmart. So the, the, the... the sister or brother company of, of Sam's. But um, we will do all the shelf resets, for instance, for a number of retailers. Um, we will, meaning we, when they need to cut in new items or just take the entire cereal section and redo it, our teams will come do that real early in the morning. Um, we will do merchandising as well for branded companies like the Pepsis and the Unilevers I mentioned before where we're building displays, ensuring that the items are available on shelf. So it's our objective to make sure that we do everything we can to convert shoppers into buyers. The average person will walk by 60,000 items in a grocery store and buy maybe 12. So we want to make sure that the brands we represent are one of those 12, and we want to make sure for the retailers we can get item number 13 or 14 into the basket. And so this is um, a way for companies to bring in an expertise that they might might not have in-house. It's either bringing an expertise they may not have in-house or it's a way for them to efficiently scale and cover the retail marketplace because we will work on behalf of a number of companies uh, in a non-competitive way going out to retail to help with these different services. Um, And then on the headquarters side, it's similar where we can typically drive very strong return on investment for our clients with our deep relationships with most of the major retailers from you mentioned, you know, one of the Walmart company brands and Kroger and Costco, you name it. So I have to be uh, truthful. I had never heard of Advantage Solutions, but it is a Fortune 1000 company with over a billion dollars in revenue. So it seems to me if you looked at your expenses, it's all people. Is that correct? It's mostly people, data, and tech. So we are um, we are Fortune 740, I think, 738, somewhere in there, uh, about $4 billion in revenue. Um, and we've got 70,000 teammates uh, worldwide. So we have a pretty good-sized business in Canada, as well as operations uh, in Asia and a uh, joint venture in Europe. And you are a familiar uh, name, face, voice to St. Louisans. How did you come to Advantage Solutions? You joined the company in January, I believe? I did. Uh, I was announced January 18th, and I joined February 1st officially. But the minute you're announced, you're involved. So um, 
I, there was a friend of mine on the board, someone who I'd known for 15 or 16 years, a guy named Jim Kiltz, who's a pretty prominent CEO um, from the past. He actually merged Procter & Gamble and Gillette years ago. And um, I actually met him when he was on the integration committee for Anheuser-Busch when AB and InBev were coming together. And he was the the one outsider they brought on because of his experience merging two big companies. And we built a friendship and he reached out and, and said, hey, there's an opportunity. And, uh, and and things went from there. It was great. So when you joined, Advantage was headquartered in California. I believe they were founded there. They were. So the very, very exciting news for St. Louis is you're making plans to move the headquarters to St. Louis. Tell us about that and, and why St. Louis? You know, St. Louis is perfect for us in the sense that it's central to the U.S. Our clients and customers, as I mentioned, are some of the nation's largest retailers and consumer products companies, and many of them are based in the Midwest and the East. So this gets us closer, um, shorter shorter times on planes as we go visit them. Um, we've got um, over 20 in the tri-state area, um, in the New York area. We've got a number in Chicago, probably 15 to 20 um, clients there. And then I mentioned a lot of the retailers are headquartered um, in the Midwest as well. Imagine you're going to uh, Bentonville, Arkansas, and Cincinnati, Ohio quite often. There are trips to Cincinnati <laughs> and Bentonville. I've got leadership uh, in, in Bentonville. We have a, a large team down there that works closely with uh, uh, that company, with, with Walmart. And uh, you know that's the other thing is our leadership team is somewhat dispersed. So we've got um, some centricity. We've got three of our leaders here in the St. Louis area um, on our executive leadership team. We've got a couple in Chicago, one in Nashville, one in Atlanta, and then we do have two in California, but St. Louis. And then we do spend some time in Chicago as well, where we have an office. The Midwest just really, really works for us. And then St. Louis is, look, I'm born and raised here. I'm biased, but it's a great place to live. There's amazing talent here. Um, We've had great success in, in filling some key positions here. Um, as we've been building up our business and ramping up, um, our CFO and our chief human resource officer, for instance, are, are St. Louisans. Oh, well, we'd love to hear that story. Somebody uh, of your influence biased in favor of St. Louis. Uh, so often we we don't get enough of that and we really appreciate it. So when the news came out in January, February that you were joining Advantage, how, how was that taken by your all your investors, employees, business partners? What did that look like? Um, I think it was recognition that there was probably going to be some transformation. Um, I've got background both with consumer products goods with um, Anheuser-Busch and then retail with Schnuck. So it was a unique background. You do typically find people that have one or the other. And so having that perspective puts me in a good position to both work with our what we call our clients or our consumer products companies, understanding their needs, but also what retail is looking for from consumer product companies. Um, and I'd even say I had a small stint where I was an owner with a group of people in multi-unit franchises, and, and that was helpful because we had a the largest Jamba Juice franchise uh, in the country with 8,000 teammates. And so, you know, frontline wow. teammates, which is a big part of, of what our organization is, um, what comprises our organization um, are critical and, and how we motivate them, how we create career tracks for them, how we create opportunities for them is, is one of our most uh, you know important functions, if you will. 
You mentioned Anheuser-Busch, probably the biggest consumer product uh, goods company based in St. Louis, but there's a decent industry cluster here, whether it's the manufacturing side with P&G, P&G or uh, the cluster of dog and pet care companies that are, uh, that are based here. Um, can you talk a little bit about that industry cluster and how that feeds into an ecosystem and how it made this a good decision for you to move here? You really you hit the nail on the head. I mean, with Anheuser Busch um, still having significant operations in St. Louis, um, Nestle Purina, um, who's who's both a, a great branded company but a great corporate citizen as well. Post Holdings, um, which is a company that a lot of people don't talk about, but is a um, a fantastic um, company. Energizer, uh, another company based here in St. Louis, just wow. to name a few. So they're is a um, spectrum brands. I mean, there, there's a lot of consumer business that that's in St. Louis. Um, and so that's another reason why it made a lot of sense for us to be here. Again, there's talent here. And like I said, some of our clients are based here in our backyard. It's pretty astounding when you list them off like that. Uh, very impressive. And AB, you know, you were a young CEO of that company. You were just 40 years old. That's that's amazing. Yeah, it was a, it was a unique opportunity. Um, obviously, after the merger of the company with Imbev, um, I never expected to, you know, have a job after something like that, and uh, to be asked to to run the the U.S. business was uh, was a great opportunity. Um, it's a company that you know my family goes way back. My father had worked at the company for a time, and um, it was it was it was a great source of pride at the, at the time, and. Um, Still, I, you know, I still when I see those Clydesdales, um, it's still uh, it touches a, an emotional spot in me. It's 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 a great uh, they're great brands. Yeah, in my mind, I always think of the the Cardinals baseball tied in still with Anheuser Busch and the Clydesdales on opening day, and and just those two classic St. Louis success stories together. I wish I had. Here comes the king on the yes, organ exactly, queued up to play exactly. right now. <laughs> Well, we've got a lot more to talk about with Dave Peacock, who's the chief of Advantage Solutions, but of course has had many other roles in St. Louis through the years. And we'll talk about some of those up next as we continue with PNCC Speak, the language of executives. Welcome back to PNCC Speak, the language of executives. Michael Calhoun from the KMOX Newsroom in for Carol Daniel with Michael Scully, the mastermind behind PNCC Speak and the regional president of PNC. And we're talking with Advantage Solutions CEO Dave Peacock. And, uh, you know, we've uh, talked about your involvement in the St. Louis community uh, in terms of um, a number of different roles. Um, people may recognize you from the NFL negotiations. Uh, and now we've got the uh, situation with the settlement agreement, the millions of dollars that the uh, two jurisdictions have. Do you have any thoughts about how those dollars should be uh, invested or spent by the city and or the county? Some people have asked me that. Um, and it's funny, when you worked on that project, we, we poured a lot of ourselves into it for, for two and a half years and then obviously shut down for a while until the lawsuit was becoming more pressing and it was getting prepped for that because we were getting, I was going to be one of the witnesses in that in, in testimony. Um, and I did Think, I do think it's important. I mean, when we went into that project, we didn't talk about it probably a lot publicly, but knew I always knew there was going to be one of two outcomes. Either we get a team or, or there was going to be um, some money <laughs> for the region. And whether that was um, voluntarily um, by the league and or Stan or um, through litigation. And obviously, um, I think I think it's worked out well. I think it's a great opportunity um, for, the, or the, for the region to um, think big. And, and how do we transform certain aspects 
of life in St. Louis. And so I'm just hopeful that the folks who are tasked with figuring out how to spend that money are thinking in, in that way and, and what can draw more people to our region and, and help us retain more people in our region, um, I think is, is got to be a priority. So, Dave, you said one of two outcomes, a team or a, a settlement. Going back, in your wildest dreams, did you think it would be anywhere near what it turned out to be? You know, I, I guess I sort of did. Um, <laughs> I didn't think it would take the path it took. Um, and when I say a team, I always felt was either, okay, we keep the Rams, that which would require the league to, to tell a known or no, which had not really happened before and obviously didn't happen, or another team might come in. And, and a lot of different things were contemplated during that process. Um, but I think the fact that things went the way they did relative to litigation and, and more of a kind of a confrontational situation is a little unfortunate. But, you know, understanding what um, expansion rights were and, you know, what the value of a team can be, the, the upwards of seven or $800 million was not surprising to me. Did you, what, what was the feeling like during the negotiations, the task forces ramping up, you're making the case? Did you feel like the NFL, was it like, they're not listening to us, or they told us this, but now they're telling us that? Uh, in the moment, did you kind of have the feeling that this wasn't going to go toward the team, that, that it was not only going to be option two, but you'd have a good case? I th- So early on... I felt they were listening and I think there was collaboration. And then as we were making progress and, and maybe there were people that were surprised that we made progress, um, I, that changed a bit. And I just felt that we needed to focus on accomplishing the things that we had been told that we needed to go do, which was secure land, um, secure funding, which was some public funding, but also you know other sources and design a stadium to construction spec, which is what we did. And, and at the time, a lot of people were, oh, you're spending money, and which we were. And I always checked just about every month with the governor, okay, should we keep going? And we were getting encouragement uh, from the league office. And I said, look, I think if we, if we do the three things that we're told to do and are told no, in some way, shape, or form, that will will be rewarded for getting for doing that because we effectively did what we were asked to do and still weren't able to keep our team. Um, and you know, several years later, through a threat of litigation, you know, there was a, there was a great settlement for the region. So, how does that come about? Why, Dave Peacock? How does the governor pull your name out of a hat to lead such a a unique effort on behalf of our city? Um, it, it was a process that really started with the mayor at the time and some discussions we were having. I was working with the mayor's staff and the mayor himself on some things with the airport um, and then financing with the airport and how they could try to improve it. And the notion of the Rams came up because it was a few years down the road. And I believe through discussions between Mayor Slay and, and Governor Nixon that um, my name got thrown in. I was I was not in Anheuser-Busch anymore. I'd had relationships with um, a number of the league owners and the league itself, and there was just a belief that okay, that's going to be um, an advantageous you know position to have or, 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 or circumstance. And then Bob Litz came in, who really knew the legal side clearly, 
and I'd say even probably more than me, the political side um, and the political reality. So you, you put us together, a task force of two, um, although we built out the team that was an amazing group of people and, and ate locally, you know, at the time locally owned and run HOK, just doing the design um, and some of the best stadium, both advisors and, and builders in the country um, working with us. Well, clearly you also had a an interest in sports. I had the great pleasure of serving on the Sports Commission for many years while you were uh, chairing that board. Talk about the St. Louis Sports Commission, really a, an unsung hero in St. Louis. Yeah. Yeah, look, I, I think the St. Louis Sports Commission does amazing work. Um, most sports commissions in various communities have, you know, fairly significant public funding. And, and the St. Louis Sports Commission, and the same can be said for Kansas City, d- doesn't really. Uh, there's a little bit of, of state money that comes in, but for the most part, it is, is private investment and, and a lot of corporate um, designed to bring people to St. Louis. That that really is is the task of that commission. And between things like the Mutual Awards, which was a small local award show that is now a, a national platform, to um, all the NCA bids um, and successful ones. Um, and, and we had a strategy when I was there, Frank Viverito really helped author it, which was to really focus on, yeah, we went after Final Fours and the things like that, but um, we knew that we could do really well with things like wrestling and gymnastics and um, some of these events that are, you know, not maybe is prominent in people's minds from a television standpoint, but really draw a lot of people and, and have a lot of loyalty to them. Have sold a lot of tickets in St. Louis. And beyond the tickets, they found the corporate sponsorship as right. well, especially PGA, to come back. That's right. And PGA is another example of the Sports Commission playing a supporting role in that process and, and for that bid. And, and, and St. Louis shows up really well for events like this, whether it's you know PGA, whether it's... Um, what you're seeing in racing, you know, across the river, uh, whether it's these NCA wrestling events that have drawn 18, 20,000. St. Louis is, I, I will say, till my death, one of the best sports towns in America um, because people just show up and, and are great fans and, and, and really attend these events with class. Oh, especially that PGA event a few years ago at Bell mm-hmm. Reef, yeah. just wall to wall people and. Some some tournaments do that, but a lot of tournaments in different cities don't, and and the people of St. Louis really do show up. I'm wondering, um, is St. Louis position? You mentioned uh, Final Fours. Is St. Louis position? Do we have the facilities, all of the other you know necessary uh, requirements uh, to get in the game for a Final Four in the future? It, it, I don't know that right now we're in a position for a Final Four. Just bait. I'm not you know as involved with the Sports Commission that was that was a few years ago, but I know the dome was critical at the time, and and it's not at the caliber of where other facilities are uh, to host an event like that. Our city is well situated because one, we're central, two, we've got ample hotel space, and three, it, it's the footprint is very walkable because of where everything is located in St. Louis versus what you find in other cities. And it's not to knock them, but if you like Dallas, you're, you're going kind of far outside the, the, core, the city's core. You've got to have a taxi. Right, you've got, you, it's gonna be a drive. Um, We've got a lot of walkability in our city as it relates to our venues, which is great. So, Dave, you you have a, a hit parade of successes in St. Louis, and one of the greatest things that ever happened to St. Louis was our new soccer team. Uh, did you have a hand in that at all? Um, well, I, it was not a success for us. <laughs> we were um, a group that um, some of the folks I, I co-invested in some of the multi-unit businesses with 
um, along with um, and Jim Cavanaugh was with us. Um, we after the, the the Rams situation and the NFL ruled in favor of moving the team to LA. Um, I actually went to Boston and was with a friend um, who who worked at Bain Capital and um, was part owner of the Celtics and, and AS Roma and very sports interested. And we had a conversation, and, and I met with Don Garber, who I'd known for years right after that, and, and said, look, St. Louis should have a soccer team. Uh, MLS belongs here. And we went about a campaign, and, and we did, at the time, go for public money, and we did it with a vote. We said, well, look, we want to do this and let people decide. And it was in the city only. Uh, the county didn't participate at the time. And we lost the vote by 1,000 votes or something like that. Um, and we'd said all along that, that it was meaningful to our group. Um, I, I don't know how much um, that did or didn't inspire the Taylor family um, par- partnering with Jim Cavanaugh, who had been with us, to, to get involved. But we shared everything we had developed, and we had actually created pretty significant specs around a stadium and understood the financing and what have you, and we shared all that with them after our vote was lost and, and they started becoming more interested. And so um, you know, maybe we were – Somewhat helpful in the process, but it's been great to see the city rally around that team. Has to have exceeded just your wildest dreams when you were on the uh, MLS to STL group. You know, I, 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 yes and no. I mean, I'll never forget when we had Don Garber um, early in the process and, and Atlanta was just getting their MLS team and they were going to play where the Falcons play. And, and he really struggled with that. He, he didn't like the idea of... You know, what he, you know, half-empty NFL stadiums being host to Major League Soccer, and I kept saying, I go, I think you might be surprised, and, and obviously, what happened was incredible as far as you know, the stadium almost filled up, <laughs> and and so that was for me back then, sort of the first sign of you know, this game has a lot, a big, big draw, especially with millennials, and uh, we've seen that here in St. Louis, and it's great to see my kids wearing the the gear and my daughter who goes to university of kansas went to one of the games sporting kc um against st louis team i mean it's i think when the team is born in st louis and that was what we talked about a lot they they tend to take hold and 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 really build a passionate fan base well even the battle hawks yeah Mm -hmm. they they led the league last year in attendance and they're talking about opening up seating uh yet again this year yeah it's an amazing story So much happening in St. Louis. Dave Peacock with a hand in much of it. And coming up next on PNCC Speak, the language of executives. We'll talk more about his company, Advantage Solutions, and the move to St. Louis. Stay tuned.